irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 13th. I don't recall this is a major holiday, except uh, it's the Democratic debate tonight. Yes. Yes. And uh, I know you asked me the other day uh, how many people. I said only two, but there are actually five. Right. Right? Yeah. It's just the three of them nobody really cares about. I mean, I, who are they even? Okay. They're uh, Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley. Yes. Uh, former Virginia Senator Jim Webb. And former Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Chaffee. Hey, at least they're all politicians, unlike yeah. in the Republican side. <laughs> right. It's like random people just joining the race. <laughs> That's true. So uh, so obviously the, the main uh, event's going to be Hillary versus... Um, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I just set it to record. I mean, I'll be home watching it, but yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I know, I know. At least there's not two of them that we have to follow, like... With the first right. Republican thing. Yeah. That was terrible, man. That was like hours and hours. But, uh, yeah, so let's see. It starts t- tonight, I don't know, probably like... 5.30. 5.30. Is it our time? Yes. Okay, so it'd be 8.30 Eastern time. And what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think she's going to... Uh, do, do you think her ratings are going to improve? Or, I mean... You know, I don't know. I don't think she's in a great position right now. How do you feel about it? I think she is going to do just fine mm. at this debate because she is great at this. Right. This is her forte. Um, she's also very good at not answering questions. <laughs> so however she says things, she'll say it well, and it might give us information, and it might not. I don't right. know. We just don't know yet. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be entertaining, to say the least. Yeah. I'm curious to see what like the other people have to say. Right, exactly, you know. And I haven't really listened to Bernie Sanders at all. I know nothing about him. Right. To me he sounds like a football player. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, isn't that a football player's name? It sounds like it. So I mean this There was someone Sanders, I don't remember what uh Dion Sanders. Dion Sanders? Yeah. I just I, I don't even know a thing about Bernie Sanders other than the fact that he is seventy four years old. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty old for a president, right? I mean, and compare. Let's say it was like him versus Marco Rubio running for president. Yeah, that'd I be mean, that's uh, just drastic. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what Hillary has to say. Uh, I was supporting her, as I said before, uh, in the previous elections, but I'm going to probably vote Republican. Well, not probably for sure. So I never was that sure before and during elections, but I've moved to the right uh, in recent years, so that's where I'm going. I just have to decide who on the Republican side. Right. Now there's just so many options over there that I know you have I know. to really do your research. Right. And I, st- I don't understand why Donald Trump is still in the lead. I mean, come on. you know. Still? Yeah. Even after that performance? Yeah. Yikes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that performance or lack thereof really changed my mind about him. And, you know, like we said, uh, Rubio's cool. Uh, even Fiorina is, I would consider her, and Ben Carson. But you know what? Ben Carson seems to be too Bible 
really? Yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, he always talks about God and everything, which I have nothing against, but don't say it in politics. People are just going to use it against you, you know, especially leftists and stuff who don't believe in religion at all. But um, That's interesting considering when we were talking about the Ten Commandments being removed from that building the other day, right. you were like, why should we remove it? Right. No, I mean, I mean but that's, I, I think that's different because I think here he might alienate a lot of people with that. I mean, what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with that belief, but to start saying that things are compatible with the Constitution and stuff, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but... The thing is, when when people are like that, then they ask them, who do you think, whose law is more important, God's or the Constitution? You know, and sometimes they just come up with the worst answers. Well. So, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's still a year away. And, you know, we'll see. It's, it's going to be exactly a very year. exciting year. It really is. You know, I mean, it's it, if anything, t- uh, I mean, I think this year it's... It's interesting to get into politics, you know, maybe not fun for many people, <laughs> but it is interesting, you know, and it's very, uh, I think we're at a pivotal time in our uh, history right now. I mean, we just have so many enemies. While the, the president has clearly weakened our military, and you have to, to ask yourself why, you know, why is he doing this? He believes that if we reduce our arsenal, then our enemies will too. They'll no. feel less of a, less of a threat. But I'm telling you, that's how he's working. I get it. I mean, the answer is no, though. That's yeah. not. That's, that's not okay, right? It's not how, like, our enemies would think. Exactly. You're asking them to be evolved people, and they're not. Right, and and that's the the Iran deal. That's you know dealing with China, with Russia. I mean, look, the Russians are like right now trying to make up for the embarrassment of the fall of the Soviet Union. You know, Putin is. I'm not saying the entire government is. But he wants to regain some of the land, influence, whatever that they lost. And he seems to be winning. And that's not a good thing, you know? No. So we need, we need to be strong. And it's just proven time and time again that whenever we're strong, our enemies blink. You know, and uh, we have to keep that in mind. Right. Well, I mean, look, look at the position. I'm sorry, but just think of because uh, I I forget things. Go. Uh, just think that Russia now is already able to say, "Look, we just killed nine ISIS leaders," and uh, you know that they're able to 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 make a lot of difference in Syria and Iraq before we ever could. So it's uh so it shows you i mean they're not a friends you know same with china they're not a friends i mean the stuff they do cyber spying on us and building building up their military when they say they are not things like that you know right but anyway go ahead i'm sorry so when are the primaries the primaries are going to start i think in january or march i don't know i don't know hmm maybe I don't know. Well, That's we'll a good get question. back to everyone. Yeah, Jen, we'll we'll find or out. Or tweet at us if you know the answer. Right. Uh, well, I think I do think it's going to be very exciting times, and I want to follow them closely. Yeah, it's going to be a big part of history. Plus, uh, I can't wait for the political cartoons. Yeah, I know they have some good ones. Actually, yeah, they definitely do. On Facebook and the SNL sketches; those are good too. Yeah. So in a few minutes, our guest is going to call in. Uh, this is someone who's famous, although we may not know him by name. 
His name is Rob Paulson, and he does or has done some of the some famous voices from uh, from cartoons and mm-hmm. things like that. So, uh, so we're going to talk to him about that. That sounds funny. We'll make him uh, make the the voice of uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. You know, this is like sort of like. Well, I mean, this is like 90s stuff, right? I mean, do you remember that stuff? Pink in the Brain? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, I mean, the most of his things that I write about um, sound very familiar. Right, exactly. Like Animaniacs. Uh, of course, Teenage uh, Mutant Mutant, Ninja yeah. Turtles. I always have a hard time saying that, <laughs> even when I have to read it. Really? Yeah, it's four words to describe something. I mean, come on, you know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a tongue twister for me. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to announce we released our new app, Jen. Yay. You might want to get that. So it's, it's a preview for our website. So right now, if you guys go to the App Store or to Google Play and you put in LA Talk Radio, there's actually going to be the, the old one and the new one. So just pick the new one. How um, will somebody know which one is the new one if they've never downloaded it? Good question, it? right? And so we're in the well, process. Of I can tell because it's, so it's not the first one, right? That's navy. It's the bo- it's the second one that's like uh, sort of like a gray black with right. Orange. The t- it's a texture sort of a thing, right? right. It looks and a little bit like Halloween. Yeah, right with the orange and everything. Yes, I love the orange, man. I couldn't get rid of it because that's been our color, but. Um, it's got a lot of new features. Uh, you can see not all the shows are updated yet, but uh, but you're going to be on there. I, I, I think you are, but not uh, – yeah, like because there's a schedule and everything. It's going to show you what show is playing right now. It's really cool, you know, and we spent a lot of time on this, and that's why uh, this morning I'm still like – I get three and a half hours of sleep. Oh, that's no. That's about it, yeah. That's not good. So I thought it's going to be delusional today, but – it still may happen later on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool, and you can get to our video, and there's a chat room and uh, all kinds of things, announcements. And we can even do, like, uh, push notifications where people would get notifications on their phone, although I don't think people really like that. I don't I mean, like you can push. turn it off, though. Right. Exactly. So it's up to them if they want to not get them. Right, exactly. But at least now there's the ability to do it. I know, I know. So, but... What kind of announcements? I guess we can, you know, do like uh, this show's coming on, this show's coming on, but we might go crazy with that. We'll see. I'll consider that. For some reason, it's not allowing me to download it. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. What is it It might doing? just be my phone. Because hmm. I downloaded it. I already had a couple people download it. Probably my phone. Hmm. Well, we'll see. But it's guaranteed to be compatible with all the latest phones now. Yeah. Because the previous one, well, it was pretty compatible, but was six years old you know so i'm glad we have that i'm glad to say that the website we finally figured out some major uh roadblocks so it's getting closer jen it's great very close very exciting yeah it's coming down to being up to me now and uh, the developers the developers are almost done with it great yeah so what do you have to do just the last finishing touches or just approve things uh no we still have to add some graphics and some things and also yeah the functionality of it it's just so deep that um and complex that you know you you really have to test it quite a bit 
Mm. Yeah, because I don't want a lot of surprises or any surprises at all. But every time with a new thing, people find something wrong with it, and then you have to fix it. But um, it should be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's still not downloading for you? Is it saying No, anything? you know what? I think I have to restart my phone because I keep clicking on, like, get and then install, mm-hmm. and the little wheel starts spinning as though it's, like, going to download, and then it just stops. It stops. Maybe maybe you need the Wi-Fi. You connected? Yeah, I am. I, it's, I think it's just I need to restart my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have plenty of time to download it and everything. So, um, yeah, so do that, folks, because everybody's on mobile now. I look at our stats, and I would say at least half of the people listen on mobile, whether it's tablets or uh, or phones, things like that. So uh, you definitely have to address this audience. You mm-hmm. know, I know I I listen a lot more on the phone than I do on the website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do too, actually. Yeah, because it's easier. I mean, you take it everywhere with you. Right, and I have a lot of friends that actually say that they listen on their way to like work and stuff. Can you listen on the app? To archives or only live? With the app? Yeah. Uh, you can go to the website and then download the archives because... No, no, but on the app, can you listen to archives or no? Just live. Right. Yes, just live. Okay. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, there's a link to the website and then you can uh, listen from there because our website is also going to be like responsive. So it's not going to be hard to navigate the website at all. It's going to be like made for phones too. Oh, great. Yeah. No, because just think about it. We have uh, just current shows. uh, We have about 15,000 files worth of shows, of past shows. To start programming them uh, into the phone is just a mess. And uh, there's no way we could do that. So so for archive, you just go to the website. The new website, of course, is going to be so much easier to listen to. Uh, on phones so uh, stay tuned for that great yeah so uh, okay so we t- we talked about the ISIS thing so they're saying that uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi who is the caliph uh, that's the head of the Islamic State uh, they're saying he was in the convoy that was uh, bombed so but there's no confirmation he was dead or anything like that but that would be a big deal to have killed the leader, you know, cut off the head. But that's the thing. It's They're organized so well that it's not like they're going to be going to a tailspin if one of their leaders dies, you know. They yeah. have, like, su- succession things where some terrorist groups do not have that. So then when somebody dies, they're, like, scrambling and stuff. But, you know, there's one thing going on that nobody's talking about. I mean, if you go on websites and stuff, you're not going to see much of the wave of violence that's going on in Israel these days, uh, people are just stabbing people on the streets. It's not like an uprising. I saw that. Because, you know, there's Israeli Arabs. They live in Israel. They have Israeli citizenship. They're even represented in the Knesset, which is the parliament. They, uh, they have just about every right Israelis do. Okay, which you can't find in any Arabic country to accommodate Jews. Uh, even keep them alive, let alone have rights. Mm-hmm. So these are the people, some of them are actually Israeli Arabs that have decided to go lone wolf missions and just start attacking people. So you're getting like explosions, uh, people shooting people, people stabbing people. But of course, all you hear about is that uh, Israel attacked because there were mi- rockets and stuff and a pregnant woman died. Okay, well, 
but what about the Israeli side? You know, why is it always, and it's so predictable, you know, the, the media is just totally ignoring this, and this is like major news anywhere else. I mean, look how they cover the Turkey bombings, mm-hmm. right? 95 people died. They said this was Turkey's 9-11. That was like the biggest attack on Turkey ever. But the question again is, you know, why does that deserve the, to be top of the news and not what's going on in Israel? And it just shows you the anti-Israel sentiment everywhere, in every level of, of government, of people, of business, of media, and it's unfortunate. But that's why, that's why Israel can't sit there and start listening to other countries and what other people say. They've got to do whatever it takes to defend themselves. Right. I mean, it, I, I still say that it's so sad that they have to defend themselves. Like, they can't do anything other right. than defend themselves. That's their primary focus every single day. You're right. You're right. To and wake up scary. and that be your one goal. Like, I mean, I'm, I know there's to other survive, things yeah. going on there. And clearly, they, you know, are masters at technology and they create things that are wonderful and helpful for the world. But when their primary goal as a country is to survive, you know, that's just a sad way of life. Right. And people don't understand that. You know, I mean, when you have to live with something like that over your head and now nuclear bombs from Iran, you know, I mean, that's, you know, all the rockets rained on from Gaza and things like that. I mean, if it weren't for the Iron Dome system, which is uh, anti-missile missiles, and they shoot down most of the rockets, but still some get through. And yeah, so it's it's a constant struggle, you know, and that's why sometimes you have to do preemptive uh, strikes to uh, to at least prevent things from happening in the future. So, like for example, Israel was condemned for bombing a nuclear plant in Iraq back in 1982, and then it turned out that it was for the best because it probably would have been used on Israel during the Iraq yeah. War. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Democratic thing. Uh, Playboy says they're not going to continue with nude photos anymore. I know, I heard. So what is it they're going to do exactly? It's like big news, right? (laughs) I mean, Playboy started this whole thing. They really brought nudity to mainstream. Right. So why are they saying, though, that they don't, they aren't going to do nude photos anymore? Okay, because for a couple reasons. They're saying, first of all, that they're competing with free porn on the Internet. And obviously, and the, so they're saying apparently their pictures are not like enough for people to go and buy a magazine. Right. That's one thing. Although you know they have a niche. You know they have uh, uh, usually gorgeous women and stuff. Uh, ones that you feel would be unattainable. Of course, the pictures are retouched big time. But uh, they tend to get like more celebrities too. So I think because celebrities would be like, it's a classier way to do it if you wanted to release naked photos then again there's also maxim and maxim i think is trendier for younger people right so it doesn't have nudity right maxim i don't think so no i'm not sure no it doesn't it's it's all bikinis and swimsuits and things like that i think or partial nudity you know not that you can see anything so what is playboy going to do with itself yeah just make things items so so yeah so so people are asking you know and criticizing them you know why are you doing that and they're saying, you know, now you're one click away from every sex act imaginable for free. It's just passe at this t- juncture. And uh, they're saying also that, you know, they're taking risks. They're saying times have changed. And that's their answer. That's a short answer. 
Okay, that is a short answer, but then again, wh like what happens now? Right. Well, they, they focus on the uh, articles now. You know how everybody used to say, oh, I read it for the articles. What are the articles even? Uh, they've had some good stories, some good interviews and stuff. I mean, I never really subscribed to the, to the magazine. You know, maybe when I was 16, 17, that was the only thing available yeah. to see nudity. So maybe that was then. But, uh, but people would say, oh, I, need, I read it for the articles, not really for the pictures. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> and they, they do actually have like a radio station, too, and they do podcasts and like things like that. Right, and TV. Um, but and things like I that. Just but don't... They're, they're just talking about the magazine. I don't, I don't even know why they still have it in a printed form. Right. Well, yeah, although I love printed magazines, but uh, if, they're, if they're having a hard time, they might just go to just di digital. I don't know. Which makes sense. But you know what? Uh, it does make sense, but I got to tell you, two magazines, the two major magazines, Time and Newsweek, stopped doing print magazines. They went into di digital, and now they're both back in print. Yeah. And when they went digital, I stopped my subscription. Now that they're in print, I restarted it. <laughs> yeah. So because, in I don't know, digital is just not the same. I have an app called uh, Next Issue, which I pay about $10 a month for. And it's got just about any magazine you want in digital form. That's so you can read it on the Kindle very or handy. iPad. Yeah, an iPad and things like that. But you know what? I rarely read it. You know, I figured for 10 bucks, it's like two magazines. Uh, and you get endless number of magazines. So... I don't nearly utilize it as much as I could. I have like a magazine subscription to Cosmo, and I don't know why I still have it. And yeah. I don't even pay it, so I don't know why they keep sending them to me. Yeah. But, um, I just, I don't know, magazines when like you've got so much information in other apps. Right. Like for me, Pinterest, for instance, is where I find out a lot of things like recipes and fashion stuff and right. travel information and it's more of a magazine to me than a magazine. Right. But it's like you're constantly looking at a screen, you know? I mean, how about a little brick and looking at paper? I don't want the I paper because then what do I do plus, with the paper? Plus, you know, the thing is, I got to tell you, with magazines, you get a lot of feature stories. So you don't only focus on the headlines. There's a lot of in-depth stuff that's very interesting to me uh, in science, uh, even entertainment, you know? So... I don't know. I enjoy them, and I hope they stay around for a while. Looks like our guest is not going to call in, right? Seems that way. I need to really start confirming with them because some people are, I don't know if they're forgetful or what. Well, when was the last time you confirmed? Usually, you know, it's like a few days or, uh, well, I confirm, uh, let's see, what was the date? It was October 1st, the date of the email. So we must have confirmed October third maybe today's the 13th yeah you know? I, he, so people you know. sometimes forget to put things in their calendar i know and that's you know their own doing i i unfortunately i i don't relate to that because you know me i'm a calendar crazy person right um, you're always there you don't forget it no and if it doesn't go in my calendar it doesn't happen so that's <laughs> why you know i know i know my strengths and weaknesses my memory yeah. is not going to serve me so my calendar will that's true. um but i do know a lot of people don't use that function. Yeah. Like we send out, for instance, for our radio show launch party in an invitation, mm. then we sent out a reminder. Right. You know, and people even then still forgot. <laughs> and then the day after they were like, oh my God, I saw your photos. Like, I can't believe I forgot your event. And it's just like, 
I don't know why you forgot. You yeah. could have put it in your calendar. That's true. You got to remind people, I guess, and hammer it Hey, in, well, you, you know? reminded them on the Monday before. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, now I'm going to do it a day before. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm with them because otherwise it's ridiculous, man. You know, you, you, uh, you blank out a time for a guest and then they don't show up and it's, it's a waste. I mean, it's, it's a shame. But we'll have them rescheduled. I'm sure something happened. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so so much for uh, disappointment for Playboy readers. I don't really care, to be honest with you. No, and neither do I. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. Um, well, tomorrow's your second show. Yes. Right? Uh, what are you guys going to talk about? Do you have, like, specific topics for each show? I mean, I know you have guests and stuff, but or are you guys going to be, like, all over the place pretty much? How, no. We how have, does the show flow? We have segments. Oh, you do? Yes. Like okay. we, I, well, so in our first show, mm-hmm. for those that listen, you will hear, you definitely heard that we had Lauren's lyrics. Lauren tends to find songs and like, she's really good at, you know, knowing exactly what the lyrics are. And if she doesn't know, she'll look them up. Oh, wow. So when people are confused by lyrics, she'll teach you what they are. Really? And so I, I, uh, I actually missed that part. I must have missed that part because I listened to practically the whole show except when I went to the car. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah she had, we have the Lauren's lyrics section. We have, oh, like, nice. what's new in our lives called Dirty Laundry. We'll air our dirty laundry. Then we have celebrity news and what's going on with our relationships. Mm-hmm. Then we have a tech section where we talk about the latest dating apps and things that are going on with that. And then we have our actual topic that segues into our guest. Wow. And you do all that in 50 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. And then if, if and when we have time, we have, uh, you know, a tip of the day based mm. on everything else we talked on, talked about and maybe a quote. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You see? Yeah. If you guys want everything dating, this is a place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, every Wednesday at 12. Yeah. Or you can go to the website and listen to it archived. You actually have no excuse not to listen. Exactly. Exactly. You have absolutely no excuse whatsoever. And then while you're there, you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And our handle is Complicated Show. Right. And also catch Two Drunk Girls, of course. Yes, that's on Thursdays. Yeah. I saw... uh, I don't know what I saw. I saw it somewhere. uh, Drunk Girl or something. You know, it was the name of a show. And I thought, hmm, you know, yours sounds more more uh, appealing to drunk girl. Well, thank you. Yeah. I haven't heard so, of drunk girl or whatever that is. I know. I don't know what it is. Maybe a show. Maybe I saw like a postcard here or something. People leave a lot of things here. So yeah. sometimes I see things. I don't remember what the, where they're from. Uh, what about Halloween? Do you have any plans for Halloween? Plenty of plans. Really? Are you going to put on a it's costume? It's exhausting already. Really? Yes. Lauren and I actually have we're going to hang out tomorrow night and determine our our costume items but we are going to so last year we were Salt and Peppa the music group uh huh yeah and so this year we're going to be Michael and Janet Jackson okay so those would be recognizable but how is Salt and Peppa recognizable I mean are they like distinct in a way yeah really oh yeah from the 90s sure oh okay hold on we have a phone call maybe that's our guest we'll see Good morning. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Sam. It's Rob Paulson here. Yes, Rob. How you doing? Thank you so much for calling. We thought you weren't My calling pleasure. in. Beca- we thought you weren't calling in because we scheduled it at 1015, 
and we already started oh. saying what a shame that you couldn't get a chance to call. But here you are. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I had it for 10.30. My, my apologies. I got it for 10.30. No problem. Don't worry about uh, it. You I'd called like, right if at If you'd like me to call back at another time, I'm happy to do that. No, why would I? I mean, we, we've been waiting for your call, so we'll talk to you now, okay. Rob. Yeah. Uh, sounds cool. What city are you in? Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Agoura Hills. Oh, Agoura Hills. So you're here in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, I live in in, in L.A. and uh, I um, I work in I live in Agoura and pretty much work in Burbank and Hollywood and um, sounds uh, cool. But today I didn't have, today I had my my uh, my biggest uh, uh, piece of business today was speaking to you. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, Great. The, the highlight of your day. There you go. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rob, are you originally from L.A.? No, I'm from Michigan. Um, I was born in Detroit and raised in that area till I don't know, I was 22 or 23, but I moved out here many, many years ago, and I am, for all practical purposes, a, uh, a Californian, and uh, my son was born here, and so uh, California's been a pretty, uh, in my case, has really been the golden state, and it's been a great place for me to, uh, to live and work. That's great. So tell us what brought you here from Michigan to uh, to yeah. Hollywood. I mean, a lot of people obviously make the same trip, the same pilgrimage, and many of them stay. Uh, what was your uh, motive? Well, my motive was to, like most folks, to be an actor. I don't know if your your audience probably doesn't know who I am. Um, uh, we already introduced large, you, but, but we int- we introduced you. But go ahead, go ahead and tell oh, us. Okay, no, no. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't blame them. They wouldn't know um, <laughs> unless unless they're told. I, I make my living doing cartoon voices. And um, um, so when I came out here, it was not to do that. When I came out here, it was like most actors to do, uh, you know, TV and movies and commercials. And I did all of that, and it was great fun. But um, when I had the opportunity to audition for cartoons, um, I, I jumped on it. And it's been a great uh, – it was a great decision because now I – as I get to be much older, I'm, I've never been limited by being an average-looking white guy. I get hired uh, to do things with my voice that I would never be considered on for on camera. So it's, it's really wonderful. But that is what brought me out here in the late 70s was, uh, like millions of other kids, to be in the moving picture business. And here I am. Yeah. So how did the voice acting thing come up for you? Well, it, uh, um, Sam and I was, uh, I don't know, my mid uh, late late 20s, I guess, I, uh, like everybody else, doing live action stuff and TV shows and, and uh, that sort of thing, and then I had the opportunity to read for a cartoon in Hanna-Barbera, and um, did so, and enjoyed it, and, and actually, when you're a young actor, when you're any actor, I don't, unless you're a movie star, just like to work, and uh, <laughs> when the opportunity came up, I took it, and then uh, had a couple more auditions, and the first cartoons I did were back in the mid-80s, and I did... Um, I was uh, in, in G.I. Joe and Transformers, and those were the uh, first cartoons I ever did, and I kind of got uh, in that in that group of actors that continued to uh, be brought in to read for animated projects, and then it kind of spread over to Hanna-Barbera, and then I started working uh, on the Disney afternoon projects like Darkwing Duck and, and uh, Tailspin and Tummy Bears and all that stuff, and uh, then I went to... Uh, Started working at Warner Brothers doing Animaniacs, and then that, uh, or rather Tiny Toons, and that spread to Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain, and and in the meantime, I was able to uh, get a hold of Ninja Turtles, and so I was Raphael on the original show, but mm-hmm. 30 years ago, and uh, now it's really cool. 
as I mentioned earlier, no one cares what I look like. So <laughs> now I'm Donatello. I'm the Nickelodeon version of, of uh, Ninja Turtles. So well, congrats. I've gotten to be two turtles so far. I figure if I live, if I live to be 100, I can knock out all four of them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That must be so much fun. Oh, my goodness. It, um, it really is, Jan. It's, um, Although it's absolutely hard work, right? Blessed. What's that? I, I said, although it's it's hard work, I know because you're still acting, right? And it's a, it's well, a... yeah, it's uh, you know, it's 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 difficult to say that it's hard. Hard work is, you know, putting on a roof in August in California. That's <laughs> a hard job. Or, yes. You know, working um, working uh, in the, in the fields in Oxnard. That's a hard <laughs> job. You know, right. um, I I. Uh, I don't know anybody, including myself, who has been forced to be an actor. You know, I chose to do this, so <laughs> I am. Um, I'm having a blast, and um, the most difficult part of the job, of course, is the challenging part is getting the work because there are there's much more. There are many more actors than there there is work to uh, to employ them, which is yeah. very you know, which is always the way it is in the entertainment business. Radio, you're in radio. That's a very competitive business, Absolutely. and um, uh, it's it's. Um, a, challenge to keep your ratings up keep your audience up just like it is in my business it's a challenge to continue to be um uh interesting to people who've used you many many times before and although they're very generous and very uh loyal you know certainly there comes a point at which they say well we've kind of heard that can you do something else so i'm always trying to you know keep my chops sharp and understand that there are new people coming here ever just like i did and while i certainly embrace them and there's plenty of room for everybody. Uh, if I want to keep working, I have to keep on my toes. But it's it's great fun. It's a it's a choice. Right. Mm. So yeah. now, the, when you did the characters for Pinky and the Brain, for example, or Animaniacs, uh-huh. uh, were were you asked to come up with your own voices, or did the director already know what they wanted you to do and how they wanted you to sound? No, we, how does it work? Yeah, we can we come up with our own stuff. The producer, well. I, I, it depends on on the circumstance. It, 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 it happens both ways, as you suggest. Sometimes there will be people that say we're looking for this type of voice with this type of affectation, or uh, maybe a little bit of uh, they'll, they'll throw in a celebrity impression that they'd like to use as a uh, you know as kind of a base. But other times it's just up to the actor and. And uh, they kind of guide you when they hear bits and pieces of things they like. They say, try more of this or less of that. Or, uh, you know, what do you have? Um, so I've gotten work <clears throat> in which I'll go in and they'll have an idea of what they want. And I'll say, listen, I've got an idea I'd like to try. And I'll do it. And they'll say, oh, we haven't heard that yet. Great. You know what? Let's go with that. And yeah, um, really by the same token, other actors have done the same thing. I'll continue uh, I'll go in and read for what I believe the producers want based on what they tell me, and then some other actor will come in and come up with an idea that's fresh and new, and the producers have been listening to one take or one particular uh, interpretation all day, and they hear a fresh idea, and boom, that actor gets the job. And that's what's so wonderful about this work is that you're, uh, you're, you're really kind of left to your own devices, and you're only limited by your imagination, um, which... In my case, fortunately, at least so far, is relatively limitless. I, I haven't uh, found the edge of it yet, which um, is probably disconcerting for my wife because I, I can act like a complete nutball. Um, <laughs> but that's how I pay the mortgage. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of grateful that I, I can sort of, as they say, um, I suffer from the Peter Pan syndrome and then in that out. 
I don't want to grow up, and I never will. Um, that is to say, only at work. When I go home, I'm, I'm a grown-up. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah we, uh, we throw in all different kinds of stuff, and, and uh, the producers sort of guide you. And uh, uh, in the case of Animaniacs, that was stuff I came up with based on um, the idea that one of the producers had that they wanted somebody that had kind of a Groucho Marx sensibility, <clears throat> but not a, a, not a, a direct impression, which is great, because I'm not an impressionist. I'm not very good at that at all. I'm an actor, and I'm, I'm uh, much better creating my own stuff. Right. Uh, in the case of Pinky, um, uh, in the case of doing Pinky, uh, it was pretty much already a done deal that Maurice LaMarche, who's the voice of the brain, who does that spectacular impression of Orson Welles, uh, was going to be that character, and, and boy, did they make a beautiful decision with that. Um, and then um, I just had a couple of different ideas, and I was inspired a lot when I was a kid by the Pythons and by Peter Sellers and a lot of British comedy. So I decided to try to so, try to uh, something with a sort of an oddball, crazy British accent. Unfortunately, Mr. Spielberg liked it, and uh, and it's turned out to be a really good thing because people still love Pinky in the Brain. Can right. we hear a little bit of Pinky? Yeah, please. Oh, yes, you can. I'm, I'm right here. Pinky here talking to both of you. No. <laughs> Pinky is here all the time. <laughs> very Isn't cool, that weird? Yeah, that's very good. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, with uh, the Ninja Turtles, how, uh, uh, how are the voices different? I mean, they have like... I mean, you were you were asked to do uh, Raphael first, and then you were given the other character, who Donatello or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so, Correct. so at that point, you had to do an impression, right? You had to uh, to impersonate the first one, the the, the the voice. No, no, and as a matter of fact, uh, it's an interesting thing that you bring that up, and I'm glad you did because uh, when the call came from Nickelodeon uh, to audition for the latest version of Ninja Turtles, my first thought was, uh, especially since they said we'd like you to read for Donatello, I thought, well, gosh, I want to make sure that I'm not stepping on the toes of the actor who was originally Donatello, which is a terrific actor, uh, called um, uh, Barry Gordon, and Barry is, is not only a, a marvelous actor, he was president of Screen Actors Guild for a few years, a terrifically talented guy, but he's... Uh, uh, also a very dear friend, as you can imagine. So I didn't want to go into a circumstance in which I was trying to take the job, so to speak, from Barry. Yeah. And uh, he said, no, 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 they, they're, they're not interested in me being Donatello. Um, thank you very much for asking, but you're not stepping on my toes because they're not interested in, in what the original Donatello sounded like. Right, um, okay, good. And so, so that... Yeah, so to that extent, I was not doing an impression. They, in fact, I was a little bit surprised. I thought, well, you don't want me to do Raphael. And they said, no, no. And it's no offense. We love Raphael. You know, these kids that are making this show are in their mid-30s now, so they all grew up watching the original Turtles and being uh, very big fans of the show. But uh, they just said, you know, we, we like a lot of the other characters you've done, and we just thought you might be an interesting choice for Donatello if you don't mind reading for it. And I said, well, of course not. I'm a... I'm a journeyman working actor. I'm not a, a celebrity talent. You know, I'm happy to report. Mm. Um, and the, the truth is, the voices aren't that different. I mean, Donatello is a little higher and a little nerdier. Uh, <laughs> Raphael is pretty much my own voice. He's kind of a kind of a hothead and a smartass. But Donnie is kind of a, a nerd. Um, so there's definitely a bit of a different inflection. However, 
the character is completely different. And the, the nicest thing that I hear is when people say to me, you know, I, I heard your voice on the new Ninja Turtles, and I was a big turtle fanatic when I was a kid, and it was a little disconcerting hearing your voice be Donatello, but then I listened to it and watched it, and I thought, wow, that's a different character, and that's my job. My job is to create a different character, even if the voice doesn't sound that different. And I think that um, we expect the same things from uh, actors when we watch on television or, or the big screen. You know, if you watch Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson sounds like Jack Nicholson all the time. All the time. He always does. <laughs> and um, that doesn't mean we don't love Jack. You know, I'm a huge fan of Jack Nicholson. But whether I watch him in The Postman Always Rings Twice or Five Easy Pieces or Chinatown or, you know, Batman. Yeah, whatever Batman. He's silly. always Jack. You know, he's always got that inflection where he's going, here's <laughs> Johnny. And here's he's, Johnny. He's, right. um, but I mean, he's, but and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing myself to Jack Nicholson, but the, the, uh, the idea is the same. Jack is a wonderful actor, and we love Jack because mm. we not only love what he does with characters, but we love that he's got that that thing yeah, that, that voice, Jack yeah. brings to every character <laughs> that is an intangible. And yeah. so my job, even if the voice, the timbre, and the tone and the sound is the same, if I'm doing my job and people believe Donatello, they don't care that it's my voice. They don't. They, they ultimately should get lost in the fact that Donatello is one of the Ninja Turtles, not that the voice sounds like the guy who did it 25 years ago for Raphael. Right. And so yeah. um, I'm hopefully good enough at my job that, that people do that. And so far, they seem to. The, the reviews for the new version of Ninja Turtles have been, you know, even subjectively, I'm sorry, even objectively, nothing short of spectacular. I'm Lots blown away at, at people at, at how much they just love Ninja Turtles, and I can only uh, I can only assume and and rightfully give credit to the people making it because, like I said, they grew up watching the the show, so they have uh, a deep respect for primarily the fan base because they are the fan base, and uh, and more uh, and moreover, they they respect the franchise. You know, they're big turtle nuts, and so they they really. Uh, uh, give a lot of respect to, to all the bad guys and the good guys and the cultural references and all of that. It's it's a really excellent version of Ninja Turtles, and uh, we just the, uh, the new the fourth season begins airing on Nickelodeon on the 25th of October, and we've just started recording the fifth season. So we've got two more seasons of Ninja Turtles at least coming out, and I'm a very lucky turtle. Yes, you are. You are. Indeed. There's plenty of work coming your yeah. way. Yeah. I'm very fortunate. Yeah, I'm. It, it, it sure beats the hell out of lifting things, you know. I'm yeah, very, very go. lucky. Or building houses in Southern California right. in August. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do you? What do you recommend people do that want to like get into this industry? Like, I know that for acting, you know, people go out and get headshots. They take classes. Yeah. What should people do if they want to become a voiceover artist? That is a great question. Um, do exactly what you initially said, and that is act. Uh, the people whom. I work with and the people whom, you know, the folks out there uh, enjoy in terms of voice actors are really wonderful actors, irrespective of the fact that they primarily use their voices. You know, Harry Shearer and um, uh, Dan Castellaneta and uh, um, Hank Azaria, Nancy Cartwright, all those folks on The Simpsons are just really great actors. Right. Uh, same thing with uh, uh, Billy West, who is Fry on Futurama and was Ren and Stimpy 
And uh, he's a great actor. John DiMaggio, who's Bender on Futurama, is a terrific actor. Mm. Uh, Tress McNeil, who's done, oh my God, uh, you look at her IMDb, she's done 500 episodes of The Simpsons just alone, let, let alone Babs Bunny and Dot Warner and God knows what else on, you know, uh, for Disney. They're wonderful actors. And, um, and so, in my case, I always tell people that you know, if I'm doing a panel <clears throat> where uh, at a particular convention or a, uh, a personal appearance, I could be on a stage with a half a dozen really, you know, really great uh, voice actors, and every one of us, to a man or woman, has a performance background, whether it's improv, live theater. In my case, I was a singer who became an actor. Um, that is what I tell people. Can, you know, go become an actor. Um, right. In terms of the practical aspects of it, you, you know, yeah, you put together a demo and it, they, you don't need to tape anymore because they're all online, but um, you can listen to the demos of virtually anybody whom you enjoy now online. You go to find out who their agent is and you go to say, I want to listen to uh, Tom Kenny, who is SpongeBob and God knows what else. And you find you listen to his demo and you're blown away by his incredible uh, flexibility. Right. Or uh, Jim Cummings, you know, Jim Cummings is... Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and the Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you kind of go, wow, wee, that guy's been doing everything for 30 years and he's so versatile. And so that's a big part of it, versatility, being able mm -hmm. to sing, um, not necessarily well. The biggest part of voice acting, I think, is because you're not limited by the way you look, you, you have to be, um, really, as Billy West says, fearless. Mm -hmm. That is, you can't be encumbered by the way you look. So if somebody says, hey, man, you're going to be the top, you're going to be this... Uh, talking toaster and you can't kind of think oh my god i don't know what the hell a talking toaster does well newsflash nobody does and yeah. if your toaster really talks to you then you need to see somebody about that right but when it's a when it's a work thing the idea is to be completely unencumbered by how you look and what whether you're tall thin short fat white black green whatever right um, you uh, just Robert. play yeah and be you know and, and allow your imagination run wild and create characters and learn how to do that from your acting chops. Improv helps a lot being able to think on your feet. Um, right. Being able to come up with stuff on the spur of the moment helps an awful lot. Yeah. It helps with auditioning. It helps with you'll be in the, you're working in a session and the producer will say, hey, we haven't cast this thing. It's got four lines and what do you got? Yeah. And, you know, you come up with something and boom, you never know. That little four-line job, you might blow them away. And I've had gigs where I've done that and all of a sudden the character shows up in three or four episodes and then it shows up again in the following season because the fans like it and now you got 12 episodes yeah right um, but it was all you know that happens yeah. a lot so anyway yeah that's I, a great I, thing to do and i we're totally out of time, so that's why I mean I could okay, listen. Well, listen, I could listen to you for hours. Maybe we can arrange for you to come in sometime and actually spend an hour with us. Uh, it I would be my pleasure, Sam. Right. So everybody, check out Rob Paulson. Uh, wh how can people find out more about you? They can find me. They can uh, follow me on Twitter, and my Twitter is at Yakko Pinky Y A K K O P I N K Y Nerve, and uh, <laughs> they can follow me um, uh, on Facebook. Rob Paulson, of course. Uh, my uh, email, I'm sorry, my um, uh, website is robpaulsonlive.com. That's P A U L S E N. And uh, if they like what I do, they can listen to my free podcasts. Go to iTunes and check out Talking Tunes, T A L K I N, apostrophe T O N S, the Talking Tunes podcast. And everybody we've spoken to about today has been on it. And you can learn from the best in the world about how to be a voice actor. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you and so much. Yeah. It's totally free. Thank you, guys. Okay, Rob. I appreciate Thank your you time. Again. I apologize again for being late. 
problem. no, you're not late. That's fine. Thanks, Rob, and all the best okay. to you. You too. You can come up to the water tower anytime. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right folks we're totally out of time we got to make room for the next show thank you all for listening thank you for joining us and uh jen thank you thank you try to stay cool another hot day and we'll see you tomorrow you're listening to sam in the morning with jen right here on la talk radio